This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back, folks. Another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Glad to be back. And know most of your attention on basketball. Three teams in the Sweet 16 for the first time in history. You have the Michigan men's team in the Sweet 16, the Michigan women's basketball team in the Sweet 16, and, of course, hockey. There are 16 teams in the tournament. Uh, and here you are with Michigan and all three. A great distinction. But we know you still want your football recruiting, Phil. That's why we're here with the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Of course, I'm always back with Sam Webb. Of course, with my guys, my compadres over at the MichiganInsider.com, starting with Steve Lorenz. Steve, how are you this week? Good. Wouldn't mind talking more basketball, but yeah, I guess recruiting is number one topic today here. So Yeah, always, always, always. Unless you want dating tips, like where do you take your lady on a birthday date? Where do you take your lady, Bryce? We, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> we don't need to that. I talk about off, off air to you. We don't need to get into the... You sure? We'll say that, we'll say that for you another sure? podcast. Okay. We'll say that for another podcast. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were ready to pass out a little knowledge there, but that's fine. We can save it for another podcast. What is being? That, can I say that that knowledge would not have helped any of our listeners? <laughs> I think I think a lot of our listeners. You know, I asked for podcast reviews on the board today. Feel like we could have seen some uh, two and three if if well, it followed through with that advice. Let's Feel just like say, a- let's just say, I'm surprised that Bryce's lady is still his lady after he took oh. her to where he took her oh, on her on. birthday. I'm just that's just me, but anyway. All right, let's get to recruiting. The official visits are piling up. At least the scheduled official visits are piling up in June. Now you might be asking, how are they scheduling visits in June? Isn't there a dead period? Dead period that's set to end at the end of May. No announcement that they're going to open it up in June, but the expectation among the schools is that that's what's going to happen. So a little bit of, you know, maybe a preemptive strike here, striking right now by scheduling those visits. So when it does open up, that you already have locked in guys to come on your campuses that weekend or those weekends in June. So let's start off, though, talking about Michigan. I think West Virginia, Penn State, they were the first schools to start doing it. Now in Michigan, they've been adding to the list in earnest. And I know you guys have been covering it very extensively. Bryce, I know you announced a couple of guys this week, didn't you? Yeah, so let's start off with uh, Justice Finkley. He's a four-star defense lineman down in uh, Alabama. He's been a guy Michigan's been all over. Ashawn Larkins has been kind of running point with that recruitment. He's done a really good job with the family, with uh, obviously Justice, with everyone in his circle. So Michigan sits extremely well there. Um, he's a guy who planned a trip up for the 18th to the 20th. And Michigan, it sounds like they're calling it the Victor's Weekend. That would be their big recruiting right. weekend. Um, instead of, you know, their barbecue at the big house, maybe this will be their, you know, big thing. So he's one. Another kid from Indianapolis, Joe Strickland. He's another defense alignment. He's going to be coming up that same weekend. Four-star guy. Um, he's been talking with Sean Nua, a bunch of the defensive staff. 
really, really, really vibing with the new defensive staff. They really feel like he's a good fit. Um, he can stand up, but he's going to probably be a person. He has his, you know, hand in the dirt, coming off the edge. He's a guy that Michigan offered early in the process. Despite the new staff taking over, he stayed, the communication has stayed still or, you know, hasn't dropped per se. Um, and he's the guy that they think would just be a good compliment, let's say, to a Justice Finkley along the defensive line. Would you say at this point, I mean, it just kind of feels like Michigan might be at the top for both of those guys. You feel that way? It's tough because, you know, you don't want to come out on a limb. Obviously, I didn't ask you to crystal crystal ball them, but do you think do you think if those guys were to announce a leader right now that both of them would at least give Michigan a slight edge? Or do you think it's too early to say that? No, I wouldn't be shocked. And Michigan led for both, actually, because the both you got to think too. both have been on campus before. They've both seen Strickland. He came up with his mom for a dead period visit during the season, really enjoyed it, decided he wanted to come back. So that always, you know, was a big thing. And then with Justice, he's huge on academics compared to some other kids. He wants to be a neurosurgeon. You don't hear that very often. You know, if he comes up on this official visit, maybe, you know, he checks out Mott's, you know, Children's Hospital, goes over there and sees the hospital, sees some of the academic buildings they have on campus. And I think that's going to stand out more so compared to maybe other schools he's looking at. So right now, yeah, I would say Michigan sits pretty well. But, yeah, gun to head, if you had to have me pick a school, I think Michigan does lead. But it's far from over for those two for sure. Yeah, and I know, Steve, you've uh, put down some official visits here in the last week or two as well. Right, yeah, Darius Clemens coming up. I know it's a guy that we've covered. I know, Sam, you did a couple articles on him. There's the relationship with uh, Andrew L. Anthony. I think he's a big player. He's a Lansing native, actually. Now lives in Oregon and played high school ball in Utah this year. Uh, Got to think maybe distance, not really a you know big deal there. As he's in, sounds like he's kind of already been all over the place. Uh, Lucas Hire, I don't think we mentioned yet, the four-star offensive lineman out of Minnesota, who I think we all agree feels like George Fitzpatrick. Lucas Hire, probably the top two targets right. up front right now, and guys that they both they appear to have really good shots with both of those guys. So uh, those are a couple other guys. I know there's been talk of some other guys, Oscar Delp, I think we definitely think is a guy that'll official yeah. to Michigan. Um, yeah. George Petaway, who I know we'll get into a little bit. I saw Bryce, you wrote that this morning is another one. Gavin Sawchuck, the five-star running back, which I mean, we're going to be talking about running backs here shortly, but um, those are some of the other guys. We got to think we're going to see some more though. Yeah. Guys like Chase Biddle, uh, I'm assuming is a guy that'll probably take an official to safety out of Texas a uh, bunch of dudes. I would say though about Joe actually going back to Strickland and Finkley, I in a weird way I I would actually think Finkley first. For I think there's a little bit of Penn State buzz with Strickland too. I think they're the other school to really watch in their recruitment. I know our Penn State affiliate thinks that the Nittany, Nittany Lions are right in that one too. Uh so in a weird way I I'd almost if I had to guess with one I might say Finkley uh over Strickland just cuz it feels like that one might be a little bit closer. So um but yeah, no I mean we said it was makes a lot of sense to try to get these in. I, I don't I don't think waiting this cycle for official visits is a very advisable yeah, strategy, right? So yeah, you can't. A couple of things. First, with Darius Clemens, lately I've been picking up a an SC vibe for him. Uh, you can really you can even see it on Twitter too, with his interaction with Damani Jackson, who's doing a really good job recruiting him. And I sense uh, a little. 
some slight disappointment that Ron Bellamy has moved off of receivers. Uh, and so I know that that was a conversation. And I think that what was expressed to him is like, you know, you still got Ron Bellamy in the, in the building. And the guy that was recruiting you initially, Josh Gaddis, is still here too. So, uh, you know, I think that the, you know, whatever, um, you know, whatever reservations or disappointment they had as a result of that move uh, can be, uh, can be overcome because I, I think for a time there, uh, you know, Ron uh, was focused mostly on his new uh, targets as a uh, defensive backs coach now. Uh, but I sense that he's getting back more on Darius Clemens and we'll see. But definitely picking up more of an SC vibe there. At one point, thought Michigan was trending. Uh, now I think SC is trending at least at least for the moment. And I just want to take a pause to and just highlight Oscar Delt for a minute because I, I we've done this before. When Michigan Michigan was the first offer to Oscar Delp, and, and Steve, I know you remember this, all the hand-wringing about why have they offered this guy? He's this no-offer, no-star guy. Last I checked, isn't Oscar Delp the number one tight end now? Yep. I, there's a few. They were the first offer for Gavin Sawchuck, too, right? Um, Sharon Moore's done a good job in, in that. You know, Matthew, Matthew Thigga Hibner moved up over 1,000 spots from the time Michigan offered to the time – I think he ended just outside of the top 150 in our rankings. But, yeah, Delp's got everybody now, uh, like almost almost literally everybody. You know, and, and I think he this was another one where I think at, right away I think we felt pretty good about Michigan's Crazy. chances because, right, there was the emotion yeah. involved and he they, they were fans and all that kind of stuff. And um, he didn't say dream school for those that are worried about uh, the dream school stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's turning. He is. He's legitimately the number one tight end prospect in the country now and Michigan was first to the table uh so and it again it's not the first time this has happened so it's like man so just pause just wait before you panic about some of these offers that go out because especially early offers like that have to see how they emerge there's some other guys that we could see uh that are likely additions to the list uh, I could see a guy that I just saw this past weekend coming onto that list in June and that's Miles Pollard. I set this on the board. I think Michigan leads for Miles Pollard. I know you were a little hesitant with Justice Finkley. Bryce, I think Michigan, you know, he is not stating any public leaders. But just the vibe that I pick up. I mean, his his connection with, with Will, he's talking to other Michigan recruits, really, really seems to be bonding with Molinguist. I just, and I think getting him up on that dead period visit last weekend, was huge. I, I think it made him appreciate it more. I mean, he walked around campus. Kids were out and about. Uh, you know, he he went over to the Rising Stars camp and competed with some guys, just, you know, getting a feel for the state of Michigan uh, and some of the people up here. So he went out to eat. It just think he started to feel a little more at home up here to the point where I will say, now I'm not ready to put in a crystal ball because I, I don't put in a crystal ball until it's at least a six, where I, I feel like that that, pendulum can't be swung easily and the feeling that I get with him is that Oklahoma Washington and Oklahoma are two other schools that are are really up there for him so I'm not ready to say the lead is so great that I'll put in a crystal ball I think Michigan has a slight edge for him he said Michigan is definitely going to get an official I could see him being added to that list in June and then Deion Walker another kid at that camp from Cast Tech we talked about Deion on the last podcast 
and seeing him in person, you can, you can see the weight loss. You can also see, like he said, I still have some weight to, to go. He's at 317. He wants to get down to 300. But man, he moves so much better. Wow, he moves so much better. So you can really see the upside. I tend to not get carried away when we're watching guys without pads and getting too carried away with that. Uh, but the, the quickness that he shows at 6'7", 317, you just can't teach. He'll be a developmental guy, but a developmental guy with a lot of upside. And he talked about maybe visiting Michigan in December as well, guys. So, you know, we'll see, Bryce. I know uh, before we move on and talk about some some more dead period visitors, I know you talked to Dylan Tatum here recently as well. What does Dylan's timeline look like? Yeah, so I attended their uh, championship ceremony they had after winning the, you know, the state championship. And I talked to him after it. And he said, right now, I'm looking to make a decision in April. That's not 100% firm, but that's what he wants to do. He kind of, he's done talking with the coaches. I think he's a little over the process. It's been a little overwhelming for him. So he's done right now. He's got a top four, but he said, it seems like Michigan and Michigan State are trending for him. He really likes those two a lot. He did say he wants to try to make one more trip up to Michigan and one, one more trip up to Michigan State to get a closer look at both campuses. But he joked with me during, he said, listen, I'm in Ann Arbor basically every weekend. My girlfriend lives up there. So he's like, I always see Ann Arbor. So he's like, I don't know if I got to see much more, you know, and then obviously Coach Bellamy's there and he joked with me. He's really vibing with the new staff. He said, you know, Coach Bellamy hit me up one time and said, man, I never thought I'd be so much older than half the staff here. He said, it's just me and, you know, Big Harbaugh is the two people around 40 years old on the staff. And so he said, you know, obviously he really likes the staff. He's vibing with all of them. And uh, right now I don't plan on changing my crystal ball pick off Dylan Tatum at all. Yeah, I, he would be basically disowned if he, if he picks can you imagine? I just not to say that it's impossible. It could happen, right, guys? It could happen. Anything could happen. But wow, that would be uh, that would be a surprise. That'd be a shocker <laughs> for sure. I mean, with his with his head coach would be his college coach too. So we'll see how that how that breaks down. But we will keep you up to speed on the visit list on the MichiganInsider.com. Just keep an eye. On, just a, a quick brief word. Quick brief word. You're talking West Bloomfield. I know you talked to people in the room. I know Donovan was out there as well. And, man, uh, look, I, I don't really know what to make of the, you know, the word about some of the offensive performances in spring ball. I uh, haven't mentioned it very much on the board because for that reason. Uh, you know, I'll be talking about, you know, sharing some some details of some recent rumblings uh, in the coming days or on the MichiganInsider.com, so be sure to check it out. But Donovan Edwards has been impressive. As you would expect, right? And with a cast on his hand, no less. You know, still catching balls, uh, but looking like you would expect a five-star dude to look. Uh, the speed, the burst, uh, running inside, uh, can can bounce it outside, just uh, a dynamic talent. Now, uh, this happens to be a position where <laughs> they're feeling. you got to be feeling pretty good because uh, Blake Corum, they say, is is looking really good, too. Both guys at this point, you know, you would say if you were talking about just the look test, how they're practicing, you would say those would be your two top guys. But you guys know, like me, Hassan Haskins is a game day guy. Damn how it looks in practice. You know you put on the game. You put him on game day, Hassan Haskins is going to break a ton of tackles. He's going to make a guy miss. He's going to get you yards when you think yards aren't there. So running back, 
is one of the spots and kudos to to um you know Jay Harbaugh for the job he did recruiting that position. I know we talked about it in the past, Steve, but a dude that just doesn't get enough credit for the kind of recruiter that he is. On paper, they, he's turned that room around. You know, I think there were a lot of misses early on at running back under Harbaugh and the work that he's done. You know, even looking at 22, Mike Hart was able to pick right up with Gavin Sawchuk, who's the number one running back in this class too. You know, and there's a couple other four-star guys that Michigan's in on, you know, that we'll be talking about here in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you think about, and I, and here's the other thing, like, so Zach Charbonnet leaving does not mean that Michigan did not do a great job in the recruiting aspect of it. Right. Zach Charbonnet was a national recruit. He had offers from everybody, you know? And so matter of fact, you could argue Charbonnet's departure means Michigan's got a really good and has three really, really good, four really good backs. You hear about Dunlap too. Um, you know, so yeah, Jay's done a really good job of turning that room around. And uh, now we'll see what Mike Hart gets to do with it, you know. And I think that, like I said, we said before when he got hired, uh, just really cool and exciting to think that Mike Hart is the guy coaching running backs at the University of Michigan now, you know. So I think that's one area fans should be excited about uh, what he's going to be able to do there. Yeah, we can. I mentioned that we were talking about unofficial visitors. We can come back to our dead period visitors. You can come back to that at the end. Let's go ahead and segue into running backs right now. Uh, because in talking about this is maybe one of the more interesting uh, things because one of the big hot visit reports was about a kid named Nicholas Singleton, right? So Nicholas Singleton is one of the top backs in the country. I, I don't know if you guys were as surprised as I was to see Michigan be on his official visit list, but when that was when that report came, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> was like, where did that come from?" Where Michigan is on his official visit list, and then Steve, I look, it's like a day later. A day or two later, all of a sudden, oh, well, visit's off. He's not coming anymore. He's going to visit Ohio State instead. I'm like, wait. Now, you look at his visit list. You got Northwestern. Uh, you get Penn State. You got Penn State. You got Northwestern that he mentioned. Notre Dame is another school that he had up there as well. Uh, Wisconsin, he's really high on. Uh, and then Michigan got replaced by Ohio State on the list. Made me say two things. First of all, he he moved Michigan to maybe the unofficial visit category for Ohio State. And then he kept Northwestern on the list. That makes me think that this, uh, like my first mind told me that, you know, Michigan is probably on the outside looking in here. So when he really, I think he did, he did a top group or whatever not too long ago. And I, I had said I thought Michigan was definitely in the bottom half of that group. So when he tweeted out that he was taking an official, same same reaction you know, slight surprise. I know Mike Hart had kind of come in. I don't think Singleton was a guy that Jay Harbaugh was recruiting super, super hard necessarily. I'm not sure if he was as high on his personal board as maybe he is on Hart's. Uh, but yeah, I was a little surprised to see the official, but then the the 180, you know, and then who that replacement official visit is definitely reeked of the Buckeyes stepping in. And uh, again, Ohio State in on a few good backs as they always are this cycle. You kind of wonder if they kind of tried to cut Michigan out of the mix a little bit um, and push for that official and say, Hey, once you come, once you come to Columbus instead, <laughs> you know, to do it within 20, a 24 hour period to switch. Got to wonder if he was on the phone with Ryan day, Tony Alford and company, uh, you know, that night or whatever. And they, they worked it in, which if you're Ohio state, do it. If you can do it, do it. I mean, there's no, no harm, no foul. It's recruiting. That's how it works. But, uh, at the same time, for Michigan, it's clear. Yeah, you have to think they were obviously fifth 
at least, right? I mean, if he if he's, if he's setting five officials and that's they're the one he drops. So in a, in a, in a one way, maybe it gets you know eliminates a little bit of wasted resources for Michigan. Maybe they won't push as hard here and uh, keep it going. Now, if he does want to come up for an official, they're not going to say no. But you know, we'll see if that ends up happening or not. So uh, let's talk about the the guys that really do have Michigan, you know, high on their list. Uh, you know, going to take visits. You already talked about Gavin Shaw, Sawchuck. Kind of break down some of the guys that folks should be on the lookout for uh, when it comes to hey, this is a legitimate target for Michigan, and the interest is mutual. Yeah. So with Sawchuck, I think you know our uh, was he Mountain analyst? Is that what he is? Blair Angulo, our Mountain region, right? Is that mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. pretty much a West guy. Um, did a really good article. Maybe we'll we'll link to it in the thread or post it, whatever. Of a huge breakdown of Sawchuck's game and his recruitment. Uh, and the five schools there are Stanford, USC, Michigan, Oklahoma, Alabama. Uh, I would put Oklahoma in front. I think that's kind of the consensus right now. I think you know he did do a self guided visit to USC, and SC is always a threat. You know, with, with top kids out of the anywhere in the West Coast or General West area. Uh, but I still think Michigan and Stanford have a really good chance to kind of make a move in that recruitment. Like we said, we went a few minutes ago, Sawchuck was Michigan was his first offer. And that's another one where Mike Hart picked up right where Jay Harbaugh left off. And I'm, I'm sure Jay is probably still involved in that recruitment to some extent. There's really no reason to not keep him involved at least a little bit there. So uh, he's already, but he went, he came up once a really, really long time ago. Uh, but is that's, that's one I feel Michigan will definitely get an official visit. Um, George Petaway, Bryce did a little ditty on him today. Four star out of Virginia. There's a there's a North Carolina crystal ball. He's one that Alabama feels like they're kind of seriously recruiting him, so they're always going to be a factor. Michigan, Bryce could probably chip in here. Michigan probably somewhere in the fourth through sixth or something like that. I mean, he's got a lot of schools after him as well. Now, one kid that I know we haven't had any luck with, I don't know if any of us in the network have had much luck with him, is Omari and Hampton, a four-star out of North Carolina, who I I think is really underrated, really good running back. No really indication of where that recruitment is headed right now. Uh, I suspect Michigan's recruiting him hard. Uh, his season just started. We were talking about Torin Wright, the linebacker target. You know, the state of North Carolina just started their high school season, so he's released some fresh tape the last couple of weeks picked up right where he left off last year. I mean, I think the kid's a stud. So that's another one we suspect. And then of the last few offers they made, the one that I liked most was Dylan Bell, uh, the kid out of Texas. That, he looks really good, Um, really good. Kind of listed as an athlete by us. I think it was Bryce talked to him. He's being recruited as a running back, which I thought is a a good thing because he looks uh, lightning fast. And that's, to me, that's a name that I think we would probably want to remember at running back as well. And the other kid they just offered was uh, DeAnthony Gatson out of Georgia is another really good running back uh, that they offered. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we're missing. Oh, Judkins, the kid out of Alabama as well. Three-star Quinchon Judkins. Uh, you know, Michigan's recruited Alabama pretty hard. I feel like there's some other schools up front for him. Auburn's taking him pretty seriously. So uh, in-state kid there, you know, Auburn's got a new staff, kind of that new car smell. So uh, they're probably a school to watch there, but, Michigan's one of one of the schools that's trying pretty hard there. So that's kind of the general overlook of the board right now. It'll be interesting to see how hard or how much they expand their board because I don't know if you guys agree. Feels like, I mean, they're obviously want to take it back, but feels like it's one of the lower needs this cycle. Like if you had to write down the 11 positions, they would right. be near the bottom just because of how well they've recruited, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, be interesting to see 
how far down their board, how far down the board are they willing to go if they don't get their top guys, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a great point talking about the the positions that I prioritize. You're definitely thinking corner. You're definitely thinking defensive line, especially right. Running back to that point is why I think it's worthy of keeping Caleb Brown in mind. Not because they they went at Caleb Brown talking about running back when when Mike got here. And he has made it clear I'm a I'm a receiver. I'm not a running back. I think a an interesting thing for Michigan will be can they can they express to him that they aren't they don't think of him as a a pure running back. Like you're lining up in the backfield every play. We you're like a Giles Jackson type. Like hey, maybe you Maybe you come out of the backfield a few plays. Maybe you're in a slot a few plays. Maybe we split you out. We see you as that kind of Swiss Army knife type of running back slash receiver and see if he warms up to that. I, I know everything says that he's trending to Ohio State, but this is one of those, and I wonder if you guys agree. I just feel like, you know, looking at his timeline uh, and looking at how things are going for Ohio State, I have the sneaking suspicion that they're going to fill up at receiver. They already have two committed in in the class now. So I could see that, you know, there there might not be any vacancies. There might not be any room in the end. And if Michigan is still around with the relationship they built with him over time, if this is a role that they can explain to him is not you lining up, you know, in the backfield and taking handoffs, you know, 10, 15 times a game, maybe it's something that he warms up to. And then uh, when the time comes for him to make a decision – they happen to be in position uh, with Ohio State, a team that is admittedly trending now, maybe haven't been filled up by that, by that time. I wonder what you guys think. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, that's – will he stick to the timeline, though? That's always the big question with these, the kids that say they want to wait, they want to wait. We'll know – we'll probably – we may figure out how much he really likes Ohio State mm-hmm. if if push comes to shove, right? You know, and that's where – that's where if you're Michigan, you're probably kind of crossing your fingers, saying it'd be more like a uh, – well, like a Donovan Edwards type situation, right? Where mm-hmm. where he may prefer Ohio State, uh, but they don't. He doesn't want to rush his decision. He wants to go see some schools and take his time, or or do the All American Game commitment. And uh, if you know, if Ohio State moves on someone else, and he knows that they were that they had other guys hire, or however you want to put it, you know, then that would bode well for Michigan. So yeah, kind of a no harm spot for Michigan there. Uh, as far as I mean, granted, it it does feel like Michigan led. And maybe Ohio State is trending now, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's no reason not to just keep pushing there for that exit for that reason. And uh, you know, so be it if Ohio State gets another big time receiver, and that's why you get Caleb Brown. Like, who cares? Uh, Caleb Brown's a really, really good uh, football player. Projects really well uh, at the next level. Is yeah, like a guy you could do a lot with. You know, maybe more than almost any offensive target. He feels like a perfect Gaddis, at least with what we've been led to. You know, the vision that we've seen for what Gaddis wants to do offensively, uh, he kind of fits that mold as a guy that you could do a lot of different things with on, on that, in yeah. that scheme. So he's got to sell him on it. That's, that's recruiting, right? Right. That's recruiting. Time. Hey man, it's that you out a running back, running back. It's just, you know, you would do some running back things sometimes. Maybe that's, like I said, just you coming out of the backfield, uh, but you're going to be all over the place. You're, you know, my Percy Harvin type, you know, you do a lot of things with you. So, Time will tell. Uh, Bryce, I know you talked to, to Gavin Sawchuk. You talked to his dad. No, it feels like you know, Michigan is maybe down a little bit, uh, but it sounds like they had at least started to establish a really good rapport with Mike Hart. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, like we just 
discuss, Michigan was the first offer. So that's something sometimes families and prospects can forget when they get 30, 40 offers. It's easy to forget that first one. But he told me that's not the case with Michigan. He said, you know, obviously they've been up there before they took a visit. He's seen it before at the facilities as well. And they want to really take a visit again, a return trip. Now, I think he just came back from USC, really enjoyed that trip. Um, obviously, it's a dead period visit. So it's a unique visit, as we all know. But he's uh, right now, I'd say the West Coast schools in terms of USC, UCLA, a couple other of the powers out, out in that region are really standing out to him. But Michigan's one of these schools where it's like a Shamar James, where you see a top list comes out and it's all those Southern schools he had. And then Michigan. And I could see that with Gavin Sawchuk, just in terms of the relationship he made with Jay Harbaugh to begin and what it's carried over to in Mike Hart. And like Steve said, with the George Petaway recruitment, I think what's interesting and what he told me is it's not like when Mike Hart joined Steph, Jay Harbaugh left. Mm-hmm. Like he stopped talking to him. That was definitely not the case. They both, it's like a tag team. They're tagging in each other in the ring and they're coming in it and it's a good, you know, duel they have going on right now. And so I think just having two of those top elite recruiters working on a top kid like that, that's a win-win. You know, I think this is something you're seeing with the new staff of they really know how to recruit and they really know how to recruit in terms of 2021 of how you got to go about these top end kids. And so they got time. Like we said, it's not a top priority to get a running back in this class. They could wait. Donovan Edwards recruitment where it's not a rush for a top guy to commit right away. Like, you know, per se, you're trying to get a quarterback in the class. It's a little different scenario there. But some of these guys, too, maybe they can look at like a Nate Johnson sort of kid, like a Dylan Bell, you know, Mm -hmm. who's a up and comer. You know, obviously, George Petaway, he just started playing at his first game in Virginia. He had six touchdowns over 300 yards. So, and like you said, Sam, Alabama is courting him. So that one might be a little tougher. But like a Dylan Bell down in Houston, Texas, he's a kid. Again, like you're talking about Caleb Brown, he can play wide out or running back. So when I did interview him, I asked him, I said, what is Michigan recruiting you as? And he said, 100% running back. And he joked with me. He said, even Coach Hart is talking already to me about breaking my records and stuff if I come up to Michigan. So he's a kid definitely to watch. They are talking to several, but – it's not a thing where if you don't get, you know, the five star, that room goes to trash. Like you said, it's still loaded. Yeah. And so you could take a dime in the rough in this cycle. Yeah. You talk about big time guys, big time prospects and the guys that they are putting themselves in position to possibly get to have a good chance at a puncher's chance at getting. I think the the most vivid example of that is a kid taking a dead period visit this weekend. Walter Nolan. Number two player in the country. We'll take a pause and we will come back on the other side and preview what is a pivotal visit just as he prepares to trim down his list another time here in the coming days. We'll get to Walter Nolan on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, guys, so Walter Nolan out of Memphis, Tennessee. Steve Wilfong was at the Under Armour Combine uh, slash camp down in Atlanta, I think, last weekend. He tweeted the video of Walter Nolan going through drills. It's like, man. <laughs> like, you don't have to be in the game. You don't have to. That would be a guy that anyone could rate. Like, you watch him, you know, that's a, that is a five-star dude all the way. Every bit of six four, six five, over 300 pounds and can run, can change directions. He is a freak of an athlete. And When we first started reporting on him, you know what the – what the people were saying that automatically the reservations like ah Michigan they don't have a real shot at this guy he's from Tennessee Bama wants him you know Tennessee wants him Ohio State's on him there's no way Michigan is really going to be in the mix for for this guy and then you start to get into get get deeper into his recruiting coverage it's like yeah you know Bama's there LSU's there Ohio State's there Clemson's there but you know where his grandmother is in Detroit you know who his high school coach has a really, really good connection with? Yeah, he's a Tennessee guy, Tennessee grad, but he's he has a connection with Ron Bellamy. And those two things have really put Michigan in a spot where they could continue to build on their case. He mentioned Ron Bellamy as one of the strongest relationships he has in recruiting so far. And then when I talked about his him having you know family in Detroit, people – they were automatically shooting back at least somewhere. The cynics out there were like, ah, you can't be thinking that Michigan has a shot just because he has family in Detroit. No, I do think that Michigan has a better chance of getting him on campus if he has family in Detroit, though. And what do you know? That's exactly what's going on. He's coming up to Michigan Friday, right? So he gets here Friday afternoon slash evening. He's going to be in town until Monday. He's going to be on Michigan's campus a, a couple of times. He's going to you know, go eat somewhere in Ann Arbor, explore Detroit, go on campus a few times. This is how you start to, you know, start to have a kid identify, start to have a kid feel comfortable around here. Never seen the University of Michigan before, but made it a point to make this trip at this time. So, yeah, he could see family, but also so he could get over to campus. I got to tell you, Steve, this this is how you put yourself in better position. I'm saying Michigan's going to get him. But I think increasingly we see evidence of Michigan absolutely having a puncher's chance in this race. Best case scenario at this juncture, right? I mean, you can't ask for much more than – has he visited anywhere else? I, some at, local least, at least since he's become like a big – Oh, right? no, not that I know of. Yeah, so they're the first – they're the first visit. He explicitly mentioned Michigan as an official visit and the same event, I believe, in this, in this article that Steve did on it. You know, I think, I think this says a lot about the effort, the new, not to, I just don't know if the last defensive staff is here. If Michigan is getting this, this visit, uh, if they're even in the race for a guy like this, you know, I think with this, the combo of guys on, you have Nua unleashed now, um, you know, the Ron Bellamy connection, 
Mike McDonald, um, linguist. I mean, it's just as a defensive unit, it feels like the staff's a lot more aggressive shooting higher, you know, and like we said, a lot of random connections in some of these races too. It feels like they're kind of maximizing their, uh, situation, uh, particularly in this recruitment, which here's the thing. Depth chart always matters. And Ken Matt, it can be a huge factor in some of these races. Now, this might be a kid for most of the programs he's considering. He could probably walk right in and right. play. But at Michigan, I mean, <laughs> they, I'm, they're, I'm sure they're telling him this, and they should. Uh, you know, he's that good. I think Leonard Williams was the comparison that our 24-7 analyst made. Obviously a pro now. But, no, I mean, this is it is. Best case scenario. And like you said, we'll have, we have to repeat it a thousand times. Doesn't mean that Michigan is getting him. It just means that Michigan's done the best job possible to this point in, like I said, maximizing the situation and and trying to put themselves in a position to possibly uh, possibly land them. So. Yeah, and they they went the extra mile um, and they they offered his his brother an eighth grader. It's like that's hey look this is this is pulling out all the stops. Now I ain't the only school to do that. I think Georgia has offered his little brother as well. I mean his brother's in the eighth grade and he's like six two and a half and like 240 already so just a, a big kid but michigan made it clear look we're coming after you we're coming after your your brother we talk to your mom all the time we talk to your dad all the time i mean they are recruiting the entire family uh, and that's what you're gonna have to do for a kid like this we'll see how it works out uh will johnson's gonna try to do his part this is why it was so huge that will was able to connect with uh, last weekend with Miles Pollard, it wasn't just this automatic thing that Miles Pollard is coming to town. Oh, Will can, Will can connect with him. Will plays high school basketball. He's also uh, on a seven on seven team. He's with the Max X seven on seven squad. And there's a seven on seven in Indianapolis this weekend. And so he's traveling, gonna be out of town the same weekend that Walter Nolan is coming to campus. But <laughs> they are moving heaven and earth. To, to try to adjust their travel schedule so he can at least see Walter Nolan before he leaves town. I mean, he this is a dude serious about his his recruiting job. So uh, Walter Nolan and family, they're supposed to get in Friday afternoon. Uh, Will is going to try to make it happen so that, you know, some, before they hit the road that evening, that he can link up with Walter Nolan in person because they've been talking on the phone. I mean, you know, Walter Nolan has been talking to Cody Jones, of course, uh, been talking to uh, Will, been talking to Miles Pollard. I mean, they are definitely trying to build this, you know, this class chemistry thing to try to lure others into the fold. We'll have to see if it works, but uh, this is this is how you get some recruiting momentum. This is how you get a big timer, and this is at least how you put yourself in position to get a big timer, right? So we'll we'll see how it goes. Now, I've got to repeat this, Bryce. Not saying Michigan leads. Not saying Michigan's going to get them. This just puts them in position. And if you can get this kid, if you can get a Justice Finkley, I mean, this is these are two kids from the South that I know people are looking around and they're like, this can't, this can't be. But Michigan is doing a good job recruiting these guys. All you got to ask for, all you can ask for at this point is a puncher's chance. That's all you can really ask for, you know. And I think Michigan, like you said, I was going to mention the little brother you know, no, they're going above and beyond, you know, they're looking at all the different angles. Um, Mario uh, Imugia or whatever, forget his <laughs> last name. I, I butchered a name on another podcast. Yes, I did. Sorry about that, Mario. But they made a graphic 
of him as Super Mario. And I thought that was really cool. And I hit him up about it. And I said, you know, what, what did you think about the graphic? And he's like, only my high school coach calls me that. And he's like, that really means a lot that they took that much detail and that much attention to detail and looking and trying to find something like that out and really pay attention to my likes, needs and everything like that. So as you can see with Walter Nolan, who is obviously a five-star kid and he could be like Will Johnson, where I think Will's going to play as a freshman right away. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he started. That's the same thing with Walter is they could sell him on playing right away and he would fit in with that defense, I think, right away and be obviously a, a huge contributor. But yeah, at this point, you just got to shoot your shot and hope it goes in. So yeah, time will tell. We certainly will have a full scale report for you. Hey, you know, how's how's this? If you then drop this over on the MichiganInsider.com. All right. This is a little homework for you listeners. If you were going to tell the Nolans anywhere in southeastern Michigan, Ann Arbor to Detroit, where would you tell them to go eat? Like, you, you got to hit this place while you're here, right? Go here, have a great dinner, have a great lunch. What are your recommendations? This is your homework. Go to the MichiganInsider.com and put down your restaurant, dinner, diner, whatever, eatery, re- you know, whatever recommendations you have. Drop them in a thread over on the MichiganInsider.com. It's going to tell us how many of you guys are really, really listening. But you never know who's going to see that thread. I'm just saying. You never know who's on our board who might be looking for some, I don't know, dining recommendations. So just go check it out. Drop a comment. Drop a little recommendation and see. It It might actually hit home. We'll see. But guys, as always, podcasts are fun. You got any any predictions as far as the Sweet 16 is concerned? We'll just we'll we'll stick it to. I don't know how much you guys watch the the women's team, so I won't ask you uh, to make a prediction there. But I know you're watching the men's team, Michigan, Florida State. Who comes out on top? Bryce Marriage. I'm going Michigan. I don't know if they're going to get 42 points from Eli Brooks and Shawnee Brown. I'm going Michigan, short and sweet. I'm going to go with Michigan. Steve Lorenz. I think Dickinson finds a little more success. He was solid against LSU. Uh, I think Florida State tries to play him more man-to-man. I think he has a solid game. I think Florida State's big man had like four fouls in nine minutes or something uh, against Colorado. Uh, I'm going Michigan in the Sweet 16. Elite eight, maybe a different story. We'll just have to see who wins that the other game in that bracket. So Yeah, yeah, I got Michigan beating Florida State too. If, uh, I said this on the Basketball Insider with Tim McCormick, but uh, you know, it's not like Hunter hasn't played against size in the big freaking 10. I mean, Luca Garza, Miles Johnson, um, Kofi Coburn, right? It's more that they haven't seen him. Others, other opponents haven't seen a guy like him, right? I mean, right. that's that might be the this maybe the benefit of the big 10 will pay off. Right. Le- like yep. This. Liam Robbins with Minnesota, another seven footer he played against. He saw big guys. All year long. So this idea that, oh, my God, Hunter's, he's going to face all the size of Florida State. Like, he hasn't done that already. Uh, and I just I, – I think the coaching disparity. I think Jawan Howard's going to coach circles around Leonard Hamilton. I just – I don't think it's even close. So we will see if that bears out. Time will tell. Folks, if you like this podcast, I know I ask you all the time, but it bears repeating. Please review it. Please rate it. Please tell all your friends about it. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Tell them that. Uh, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, 
wherever. Uh, and again, you can keep this thing going. We can keep it growing. We'll be back next week here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.